Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear in this show, and a podcast for fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who are working hard to make a go at their career and listening to my show each week to take tips from the guests who appear on here. I am Bruce Warzniak. We are online at www.nhte.net. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast and telling friends about it. We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. And coming to you again live from the Tascam booth at the NAM Show in Anaheim, California. And very excited, very full of energy this morning, thanks to... Um, <laughs> fellow sitting alongside of me who has just performed here, Brian Fitzy. Brian, welcome. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for that performance. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Are Thank you, you are you like uh, ready to take a nap after all that hard work? Uh, yeah. You know what? I think it's the other way around. I was ready to take a nap before it, and now, now I'm like, wow. now I'm swinging. But I think you you're know, making an hour I, I'm, too. I'm making jo- a joke about it, but <laughs> I mean, is it is it more difficult to find all that energy and to get yourself all amped up for? We're, we're doing this at uh, 10:30 in the morning here. Um, <laughs> I, I have to imagine that it's very different preparing all of a sudden in the morning to have all the enthusiasm we just saw you playing with as opposed to doing it at 10.30 at night. It is definitely harder, yeah. Um, I, in order to anticipate what I was going to need to do to ramp myself up, I got up way earlier than, <laughs> than even is realistic. Just so, like, 10 a.m. would be at the point of my day where 3 p.m. might be. Yeah. Just to yeah. try to, like, trick my body into it. But I, I find, even if I'm completely ragged and out of juice, if, if there's energy in the room... I get it. I run off of it. I might be done for after I'm done. <laughs> but but you know yeah. I got, what a pro you are. I mean, you were here early, even before they would let you in, and <laughs> and you know you've got this elaborate setup. And and uh, you know I find myself starting to say this a little too often on these episodes, listeners. Is I wish this was a video podcast so you can see how much gear Brian has set up here. But hats off to you because, <laughs> like you. I said, you were here early. You, you got everything set up. You're on time and and just killing yourself. Uh, you know during the performance as though it was 10 o'clock at night. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is, this is is fascinating. I, I've got, you know, my list here of stuff that I plan to talk to you about, but I'm just so mesmerized by your performance and how many different things you're doing because, you know, in my opinion, when I see people playing with a loop, mm-hmm. uh, the songs, I don't want to say, I'll, I'll put it this way, they're not as full as yours. I mean, you have, you're, you're literally a one-man band, which, which is good uh, because if I tell you introduce the band, then it's going to be, well, let's see, on vocals we have Brian Fitzy, on the fiddle we have Brian Fitzy, on the guitar we have Brian Fitzy, on the bass. I mean, you've got all these different sounds that you're making, and so people are walking by, and it's like, oh, this guy's playing to tracks. No, he's playing to himself. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a you. great, it's a show is what it is. It's, it's not, you know, someone doing a guitar and then picking up a different guitar, and it's just, you know, going on and on with, okay, we get it that you have a loop and you got two guitars. <laughs> That was the thing that I was trying to avoid the most when I when I decided to make um, a foray into looping, which was out of necessity because just touring with a band, logistically getting the uh, schedules all coordinated, getting the caliber musician that I needed um, that's not at a point in their life where they can just go off for a month, two months, and just um, trying to sort all those variables out was really challenging and fortunately looping technology got to where it is and I was able to come up with a way to make it work for me 
So does that mean that you ha- that were you playing in a band setting and then you said this just isn't working? I got to do it on my own, or were you envisioning? Well, wait a minute. If I try to get enough people, it's just not going to be right my the way I want it to be. It was kind of both. It was um, I was playing in a jazz fusion project um, that hopefully I'll be able to resurrect at some point. Um, I'll be I'll you know demoing again throughout the day today with some of those cats um, and. Uh, it, it, it basically the situation of um, trying to make that band work on the road, knowing how hard it was just to play locally, and any projects that I was fronting that were my own, all hired guns. There's just so many things that, you know, the deck's kind of stacked against you. But I really like playing by myself because of how many different directions you can take this stuff. Well, and not to mention that, as I've said so many times on the show before, that you don't have to deal with other people's schedules. You don't have mm-hmm. to deal with egos. You don't have to split the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, availability or life happens, and oh my gosh, you know, my wife is pregnant, and so I'm not going to be able to do it as much, but can I do it part-time? And you're at a point where you're going, well, I'm generally available. I just have to check with myself. So. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, pull the phone out. Yeah, I'm good. The end of, this, the, end of the conversation. And it's it doesn't limit you to, to being I mean, we're out here in Anaheim, and, and you're from Philly. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get into this list of, of the places that you played, but uh, it doesn't hamper you from playing anywhere there's work in the country. Yeah, yeah, and out of the country, too. Um, it's uh, it's it really exciting that doing what I love has given me the opportunity to go so many places and meet so many people. The, the energy you get from playing for people and then talking for, with people and seeing where everybody everybody's coming from somewhere else and everyone has different experiences and all that is just what makes doing this so great it's part of the catalyst <laughs> so <laughs> listeners those of you who listen to now hear this entertainment every week thank you of course uh, and you know that i usually do a long introduction at the beginning we're doing it a little differently here because we're live at the nam show uh, but brian is a multi-instrumentalist vocalist producer and composer and uh, probably an, an excited person over the fact that you have a new album releasing soon, which yeah. will be called Hard Times for Dreamers. That's right. Uh, when will that be out? How many songs? Uh, where Where do you record? Um, I have a studio at my home uh, that I've made a tremendous number of projects at now, um, both working with other groups and other solo artists, but a lot of so- self-produced things. Um, but this new record I made with um, unbelievable producer Joe Niccolo, um, uh, known as The Butcher, uh, produced a lot of my favorite music. So, um, especially early 90s hip-hop stuff, like uh, Cypress Hill, Lauren Hill. Um, I don't, there's probably some other hills in there too. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, Criss Cross, a lot of stuff that I grew up with, and I wanted to do, go in a sonic direction. That golden age hip-hop has always been my, like a real, a real passion of mine. And I wanted to have that as a backbone on this next project. And I also wanted to get out of my own head and have somebody in the room being immediately like, yes, good idea, no, bad idea, or just just completely honest to, to take the reins away from me. Um, the goal is to have it out in about a month. I'm thinking mid-February or early March. Um, we're in post-production with it right now. It's uh, 15 tracks. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Whether or not... this is a, It's a concept album, so whether or not they become actual individual grooves in the record, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, some interludes might become postludes to songs <laughs> and stuff, but um, it's a really like thematic, theatrical kind of record. 
so because we're at the Tascam booth and, and because I'm looking down at, at all this <laughs> equipment, all this technology that you have, um, it's it's fitting also that we do, we talk about that you do have a Tascam connection. But mm-hmm. for those who are listening, uh, we we do have music being played on this episode that you were just performing here live. Um, so tell tell the listeners kind of what some of this is that that you're doing. Um, techie-wise, yeah. so that they know how you're creating all of this. So I used to use um, a tremendous number of analog pedals. I had um, a lot of boss pedals um, for my violin signal chain. I've used um, equipment from radial. Um, I use a lot of Fishman equipment when I'm playing acoustic. Um, when I'm doing all the in, uh, electric, purely electric instruments, like I'm using an electric guitar and an electric violin, those are running into a pod of HD500X from Line 6. So that does all my signal processing, and that funnels out on one single channel in mono into the Boss RC300 loop station, and then it comes back out mono. So the challenge of mixing a monaural signal, making it all fit and, and have its own space um, was, a, was a real challenge, but the pod made it a lot more possible. Well, and it's crazy because you're the performer, and as I said before, you're a one-man band that's a one-man band of like four different performers, <laughs> and then on top of it, you're having to do all that. You're having to be the, the mix engineer, essentially. Yeah, yeah. A lot of tap dancing going on. <laughs> I, I used to sit down when I looped and um, because I wanted to have both legs kind of like, like a marionette hanging free so I could do weird combinations like heel-toe stuff. And um, I decided that, I, or I kind of felt that there was a disconnect with an audience when you're seated, especially the larger the venue, the more disconnected you are because everyone else is standing and you're this guy up on stage sitting on a stool. It's just, it, it's weird. So I decided to start standing and um, the challenge of being able to balance myself on my heels now all the time <laughs> has, been, has been a fun one to overcome. And, and to not get so carried away with yeah, getting into the song that you're playing is you go, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be over there by my pedals and I'm way over here now. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, being wireless, you know, I can I can move them around the stage a lot, but um, I still feel like I need something to tether me and the loop station is going to keep me tethered uh, whether I like it or not. That fear of, I better get back there to do this. <laughs> but it's fun to, to, to gamble with myself. All right, I'm all the way over there, 25 feet away from the mixer. Uh, can I make it back to the loop station for the downbeat? Yeah, so, so people who see you on a regular basis can make little side bets with each other. Is he going to get over there in time? <laughs> uh, so we talked to your, your new album we'll be releasing soon. It'll be called yeah. Hard Times for Dreamers. 2015, you did an album called Alive. Yeah. Um, just tell the listeners what, what, that, what that album was. I was trying to capture what I do live in a studio setting. So instead of having live drums on every single track, I have a beatbox layered with it. I um, I did a number of the sounds with the same set of instruments. Instead of pulling out a bass on every song that I needed a electric bass, I would either use my violin and do bass lines with that, or use my guitar and do, um, just like I do here with octave droppers and processing. Um, but I also tried to make the structures of the songs um, and the arrangements reflect more of how I could do it live. So instead of getting right into the meat of a song, maybe you know four seconds in or right on the first downbeat, um, there's a little bit more development and arrangement in there. Uh, so it was, it was a fun hybrid project, and uh, decided to do a couple of my favorite songs cover-wise on it as well. And took some took some hard left turns on a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did notice when you were playing just now. Um, you know that that you were playing the two low strings as as bass and 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 I, and I was curious 
Were you doing that for the benefit of everyone that was standing around watching where you yell out, let's do this now, let's do this now, or if people come to see you perform in a traditional setting, do you do that on stage then I as do, well? I do. Um, sometimes not into the microphone, sometimes at my peril, yelling it into the crowd, just yeah. <laughs> trying to yell over the system. Um, I I find that it's a it's a nice thing to cue it because it is difficult. I try to blur the line of if I'm playing with a track or if I'm building all this live. And it is a tricky thing to explain, I think, um, to a lot of people how this stuff works. Because the goal was to not make it obvious, like, oh, yeah, we get it, there's a guitar, oh, and here it comes again, oh, another guitar, ooh. I wanted it to be a little bit more organic and and feel musical and not um, robotic. Uh, we are talking to Brian Fitzy here at the Tascam booth at the NAM show in Anaheim, California. Check him out online at www.brianfitzy.com. And then, yes, he is very much on social media. From his website, you can click on the icons to link over to Brian's official YouTube channel. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So do connect with him on social media and do check out his official website and, of course, purchase his music. And www.nhte.net is the internet home for Now Hear This Entertainment. And there are icons that you can click on there, too, for NHT social media, which is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, do subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. It's on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. Brian, uh, just to go back to some of your early days, um, <laughs> you were using Tascam way back when. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I learned, well, before, uh, I guess, before my first formal recording, I was uh, I'm the kind of kid that took his toys apart. Maybe that's obvious after meeting <laughs> me and seeing what I do. <clears throat> um, so I was always interested in like, all right, well, what else can this thing that's meant to do this do? that it wasn't meant to do. And I would take um, my My First Sony and a cassette deck, another cassette deck, and try to chain them together to do multi-track stuff, not knowing that it was called multi-track recording. Um, Maybe five years later, um, in the first band that I was playing with in middle school, one of the guys had a Porta Studio, a cassette four track, and that was just a mind-blowing thing. <laughs> wait, like, wait, you, you have one machine that can do all this stuff? Um, and it was just so streamlined. And I learned a lot about um, uh, some of the, you know, learn how to mic things by feel and by, by, by listening and not so much by the rote memorization of the science. Um, and it was, it was a huge huge opportunity for me at that point. And then um, prior to that, uh, I never it, it never worked up until um, during my childhood, and I ended up getting it working in my early teens. My mom was in a rock band that toured regionally, wow. and um, they, uh, they had to record their ideas when they weren't going into the studio. They had a TAC 4340, <laughs> and uh, that... Uh, yeah, that's a legendary piece of gear. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're talking about equipment, um, I'd be remiss um, since he's going to be on Now Here This Entertainment if I didn't mention that you are endorsed by Markwood Violins, among, yes. among others. You guys are going to be chatting together. We are. <laughs> there he is. My man. <laughs> Almost as if on cue. How about that? Indeed. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, they're, I played, when I was trying to find an instrument, I literally went everywhere. I tried, uh, I had an acoustic instrument at first that I had a pickup on, and there's so many challenges with that, with feedback, getting a good signal. So I tried literally everything out there, and I found wood, and I haven't looked back. Outstanding. Yeah. And uh, 
Listeners, just to hit on some of the highlights, and again, I encourage you to go to Brian's website to check out his full story, but you have appeared, uh, you've performed at many venues, including <laughs> Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center, the Fillmore. Wow, you've had some, some phenomenal some really opportunities. Cool, yeah. Really cool opportunities. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's really funny to, and I, I guess... Um, a favorite of mine that I'll have these nights where I'll get to do something like that where it's just epic and it's it's the highlight of maybe maybe the entire year and then maybe the following night I'm playing so, you know a place with like 30 people <laughs> that like max capacity 30 people <laughs> and I really like that up and down um, it it makes it um, it makes it more exciting maybe that's uh, cool that's a that's yeah. a good perspective because you would think that uh, it would be easy to get coaxed into, look at me, I'm at Madison Square Garden, this is where I have to be every time I step on stage. Sure. Because the ego takes over and tells you, you're gonna, you're, you're going backwards now if you go to a smaller place. <laughs> you're saying, hey, it's fine with me. Exactly. Um, it, it doesn't really matter the size of the audience to me. It's how many people I can connect with and how much of, how what percentage of the audience I can connect with. If, if I can have an exper- experience shared with 30 people, um, or 50 people, or five people. That's it carries the same weight for me as if it's 35,000 people. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great attitude. Uh, I just want to close with with one what has to be true highlight. You appeared with the Foo Fighters oh, on the yeah. 50th Grammys. Oh my gosh. My absolute favorite band. Uh, I, I, that was that was like the highlight of my life uh, and um, it's just unbelievable and uh, an experience to work with um, heroes of mine uh, John Paul Jones was the director of the uh, the concert and um, <laughs> just to meet so many heroes and a lot of people say don't meet your heroes you'll be let down meeting those guys it was actually they exceeded wow yeah wow it was amazing awesome. that's awesome yeah. well Brian you're doing tremendous stuff I uh, wish you all the best um, continue to do what you're doing because it's all it's it's all fantastic. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, thank I really you. appreciate it. Thanks thank for, you for having being me. on the show. Brian Fitzy, check him out at www.brianfitzy.com and then keep up with him on social media. So subscribe to his YouTube channel, watch and like the videos on there. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter and then like his Facebook page as well. Make sure you're checking out www.nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. And do keep up with Now Hear This on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at the NAM Show in Anaheim, California, and this is Now Hear This Entertainment.
This is our special series of interviews done live on location, and you know about the various outlets where you can hear Now Hear This Entertainment, as well as the various social media platforms you can engage with the show through. But I've stepped back into Crystal Blue Sound Studios long enough to tell you about some of the other features around Now Hear This Entertainment. 
When you're looking for music from any of the guests who appear on Now Hear This Entertainment, or for that matter, anytime you're going to make any kind of purchase from Amazon, period, be sure to go to www.nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help with a small return from Amazon to NHTE, which helps keep the show going so you can continue to hear great artist interviews and their original music each week. If you really love the show, wear it. There are NHTE t-shirts and hats available for purchase at nhte.net. It's a fun way to spread the word to others about this podcast. Those of you who are regular listeners to the show know all about the tip I always give out in the middle of each episode talking to up-and-coming performers. That's a segment called Bruce's Bonus, and as much as I'd like you to go back and listen to past episodes of NHTE to try to find all those bonuses, they have all been compiled for you in a concise ebook format, which you can purchase at www.brucesbonusbook.com. I also want to hear your thoughts on the show and chat online with you, as well as get the listeners talking to one another, which is why there is a special Facebook group for NHTE listeners. Look for the NHTE Facebook group icon at nhte.net, or just search on Facebook for the group. It's called NHTE Listeners. And we also now have a Patreon for the show. I sincerely appreciate your consideration of an ongoing monthly donation to help support continued production and related expenses of NHTE. There are different levels of giving listed, as well as some neat thank you gifts for doing so. Just go to nhte.net and look for the Patreon button, or go to patreon.com slash nhte. And of course, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash nhte. One final note from here at the studio before we resume the live on-location interviews, and that is for you to check out Crystal Blue Sound Studios online. They are located near Tampa, Florida, but in this day and age of online file sharing and cloud storage can help you regardless of where you are. So be sure to visit www.cbpro.net, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. And now, back to our special NAM Show series. This is Now Hear This Entertainment, and we are on location at the Anaheim Convention Center for NAM 2017, specifically the Tascam booth. I am Bruce Wozniak. We are worldwide on the web at www.nhte.net. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. And of course, find Now Hear This on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Thrilled to be joined today by Mark Wood. Mark, welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, and thanks for that great performance. Thank wow. you. I've, I've got all kinds of bullet points here, notes and stuff, but you know, I'm watching you and I'm thinking how amazing that sound is, and so I wonder at what point, what happens that you say, wait a minute, that guitar, I can recreate that with a violin, with a fiddle. How, how, what, how, what, what happened when? Not only recreate it, but make it better. <laughs> That's what go. was the interesting thing go. about discovering not only a violin, a bowed stringed instrument, but also um, being influenced. I, I'm, I'm Juilliard trained, classical trained, and when I heard Hendrix and Clapton and Van Halen, 
I could do that, but I have a bow, not a pick. So with a so bow... So you were already playing, excuse me for interrupting, you were already playing a bowed instrument then when oh, yeah. you were hearing the likes of the Hendrixes and the Van Halen. Never played guitar, but by wow. my ears picked up on these guitar players doing astounding things with music. But a lot of it was distortion too. And we found with a bow, we were able to sustain the notes longer. Mm. A guitar player needs to turn up and have gain up really high to make their sustain last, we don't have that problem. We have a bow. So I realized that this instrument actually is far better suited for rock and roll than a guitar. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, and I, as I introduce him, Mark Wood, I should say, of Mark Wood Violin. So uh, forgive me for not doing the, the commercial properly, the intro properly, but listeners, for those of you uh, that heard Mark play just now, um, he's obviously playing his own. So, so talk about uh, your, your company and, and, and what you what you put out, the, the, the line that you have. Well, thank you, Bruce. Um, we supply the string, violin, cello, viola world with the most cutting-edge instruments. And because I'm the owner and the visionary as a musician, I really believe that musicians need to be the focal point of musical instruments. Like Jimi Hendrix sells guitars, not Fender. I think it's important that musicians are the driving force. And as a kid growing up, even now, there was nothing for me as a level of a musician. I need a Ferrari, not a tricycle. <laughs> so I not only developed and invented the electric violin solid body, but I built the first five string, six string, and seven string, fretless and frets. My Viper that I played today was the original one that I built many years ago. Wow. So this will be at the Smithsonian Institute someday in the future. Um, but again, music drove me to reinvent the violin. And remember, the violin world has not changed in 400 years until I came along. <laughs> this thing is a beaut. Uh, this is, here I go again, I'm, I'm, this is starting to scare me that on too many episodes I'm saying, I wish this was a video podcast. I wish you could see this is this is beautiful, and, and, Thank and you. you know, and here you're saying this isn't brand new. This isn't something that you created a year ago. This this is, and I think that's what I'm learning is that that's what you were after. Is you wanted something that looked rock and roll that didn't look, you know, oh, well, this guy's going to get up there and play a violin and play rock music. Please, come on. Right, right, exactly. And so, uh, throughout the line of Markwood violins, are they all going to look? rock and roll, or are there some that look a little more traditional? More traditional, absolutely. We have a line of instruments from a wonderful, the best entry-level electric called an SV Stingray, which either is a four-string or a five-string for a more traditional. Uh, Marty McGuire of the Dixie Chicks plays one of our electric acoustic, and that's very traditional because it's fiddling. We didn't want to get too radical. <laughs> and then, of course, we go all the way over the deep end because we need to be revolutionary. The string world needs to be the kind of radical stuff that the guitar players went through in the 60s. We are having our moment. Years ago, 40 years ago, Woodstock happened. We had, nobody knew the guitar, you know, as a, as a lead instrument. And Woodstock changed everything. We are having the Mark Woodstock right now with electric violins being the new revolutionary instrument. Nice, nice. Uh, you just mentioned uh, one player, um, we had Brian Fitzy here, who was who was playing. He's uh, he's under Markwood violins too. Who else is out there that people would have heard of? Because you're right, this is a revolutionary time. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Josh Vietti out of San Diego, a hip hop uh, yeah. violinist. So uh, who else um, is, is there under Markwood violins that, that 
people would have well, heard Well, we are so proud to have the finest players from Jerry Goodman to Mark O'Connor to Judy Kang of, um, of uh, Lady Gaga. We have Lindsey Sterling. We've got uh, the cello boys from America's Got Talent. Every wow. string player who's serious wow. about playing the best instrument, we've got it. Outstanding, outstanding. So listeners, if you're just being introduced to, to Mark himself for the first time, Mark is a recording artist, performer, producer, and as you heard, inventor. He's an Emmy-winning composer and a, and a music education advocate. The Emmy-winning composer, by chance, is that for you have done uh, TV broadcast music for the Winter Olympics and the Tour de France. Yes. I hear how I said that pronunciation, <laughs> Tour de France. Uh, <laughs> is that what you won an Emmy for, one of those? Yes, and I did a lot of music for the Olympics, and it was those weird moments where this crazy violin player was writing music for the Olympics. So about uh, 15, 20 years ago, we were on the cover of CNN and Time magazine, and we got great coverage from that. Very interesting. Outstanding. And I I wanted to mention, uh, because I said there that you are a music education advocate, you have a program called Electrify Your Strings, which is uh, money for music education and and talking about national coverage. Wow. Today's show, CBS Evening News. Talk about that program. Yes, we developed an outreach to music education in public schools throughout the world, and we travel the world. We have artist mentors, not only for orchestra programs, but for choirs and band also. And we do this last uh, three weeks ago in Sioux Falls. We had 3,000 young musicians wow. and an 11,000 sold-out sh- arena show wow. celebrating music education with my band. We have artist mentors that we fly out everywhere in the world to empower the music program, the teacher, the community, the kid, and the parent. Outstanding. We've um, generated over a million dollars for programs because we also raffle off one of my instruments. Ah, very nice. And all the proceeds go to the music program. Wow, wow. Now, what about the Mark Wood Rock Orchestra Camp and Festival? Yeah, we have a... We are busy. Yeah. uh, Because, again, we want to have a home a special safe home for young musicians to develop creativity. My camp during the summer in July from around the world players come and express themselves. From violin players, we have three orchestras, but they're electric orchestras. Every musician is plugged in. So it's the loudest orchestra in the world. It's awesome. <laughs> I'd be remiss, listeners, if I didn't mention a previous episode of, of Now Hear This Entertainment. Um, don't hold me to it, but I'm quite certain it was probably episode 138 when I talked to Glenn Schubert, who is in the Tampa St. Pete area. He's the founder of Instruments of Change, which is similar to what Mark is talking about, which is uh, helping youngsters, in, in Glenn's case, in the case of Instruments of Change, getting instruments into the hands uh, of the underprivileged who otherwise probably wouldn't have been able to get their hands on that. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, I want to also mention www.markwoodmusic.com is where you can go for more information on the web on Mark himself. And then if he he is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can also check out woodviolins.com and electrifyyourstrings.com. And you've got another one. Talk about being busy mwroc.com so there's a lot of time that you can spend listeners on on the internet looking at Mark and his line of violins and the different programs that he has and of course make sure you're also checking out www.nhte.net for every episode of this show we have the full audio there as well as the guest photo quotes from each show a link to the guest website and and even an indication of which two songs we played by that guest Uh, Mark you have put out seven solo albums and uh, you tour with a band that features your wife 
and your son, which has got to be very cool. It's awesome. We performed yesterday at the uh, NAMM for feature performers, and there's nothing like looking over and hearing this incredible voice and hearing my beautiful wife sing, and my son, who was not was a little kid when we come to the NAMM show. We'd have our booth at the NAMM show. My son was like a toddler, and he's like, "When are we going to go to Disneyland, Dad?" And he didn't care about NAMM. Now he's Shania Twain's drummer. He plays with Gwen Stefani. And he just turned 21. He's awesome. Unbelievable. And he uh, and he also plays for Jordan Rudis, uh, who we had here yesterday and uh, obviously interviewed for, for NHTE. It has to be just, you know, for someone who's accomplished all that you've accomplished and all these different things that you're doing that we're talking about, I get the feeling that you would just as soon spend the whole time talking about your son. I mean, you have this glow about you and you seem so proud of him, which, you know, most, oh, yeah. most parents should be. Well, I'm a proud dad. And how great is that? Yeah. So for him to contribute, also the great thing about him is that as he was growing up, he became more shrewd and smart about my music. He said, Dad, that song you did five years ago, you should do that again. And I said, really? We'd retrack it with him on drums. Like, oh my God. So he brings life wow. and resurgence and wow. a new fresh uh, approach to my music. Wow. And uh, on the first half of the show, we were talking to Brian Fitzy and I mentioned that Brian had played at uh, Madison Square Garden in the Staples Center, uh, um, among other venues. Perhaps you passed each other because Mark yeah. has played at Madison Square Garden. He's played at Carnegie Hall, at Shea Stadium. The, the, the list goes on. Uh, amazing and some, wow, these are, these are top-of-the-line people that you have performed with. Billy Joel, Paul McCartney, Steven Tyler, Roger Daltrey. Unbelievable. I'm very lucky. And Kanye West, which was really strange. Talk about interesting. that. Yeah, uh, the, uh, you do a search on the internet, uh, Mark Wood Pepsi. I'm in the Pepsi commercial. And we did a hip-hop version of Devil Went Down to Georgia. And guess who played the devil? <laughs> Perfect devil. He raised right? his hand, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Kanye West did the track, so it was really interesting. Wow. Very, very talented, cutting-edge, um, outer space from outer space. Uh, but see, I'm always all about the promotion, and, and so now the listeners will have to go and, and look that up online to, to find yes. that commercial and see that video. Uh, I also want to mention um, episode 150 of the show, because I mentioned Billy Joel just there. Go back and listen to my interview with Mike Del Judas, who yes, is on I tour. Uh, he's on tour right now with Billy Joel. He plays guitar and does background vocals uh, with Billy, and uh, probably no surprise that, oh, yeah. that you know Mike uh, with the Long Island connections. You hold the patent for the first self-supporting violin, and you invented the first solid-body electric violin. I want the listeners to understand the magnitude of who this is that I'm interviewing, because you're an innovator. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, again, there was nothing out there. There's still nothing out there for a high-level string player to get an instrument that's a Ferrari, not a tricycle. So <laughs> with having a Ferrari as an instrument, as a musician, is everything. So I, ha I was forced into it without any experience. And But also, when I was working on my music, I had the Tascam 8-track, and I still have all my music on there. My first couple of records were done in the Tascam 8-track. So after all these years to hook up with you guys again, it's a true honor for me. Now, uh, for someone such as myself that's not well-versed in the world of violins, um, just in, and I know that there's going to be listeners out there like me who want to know, 
the first self-supporting violin, does that mean the, the, the rest that goes on your shoulder that the, that the violin gone. sits on? Yep. It floats on your body. I did my TED Talk, uh, just Mark Wood TED Talk, look for. I did a TED Talk talking about the reinvent. I'm sorry, the reinvention of the violin. Again, the violin hasn't changed in 400 years, which is astounding, which shows you how brilliant and beautiful an acoustic violin is. But man, when the 60s, 70s happened, when we sort of the evolution of a guitar from an accompaniment instrument to the most a billion dollar industry, it's like, man, a violin needs that. So I developed an instrument that floats on your body without a ch chin rest, shoulder pad, just like that. And a lot of it was uh, not only uh, comfort, but stability. I can run, do backflips, and be on a trampoline and a trapeze all over the world and still play securely. Wow. So it really changed my life. Wow. And I know you're exaggerating a little bit, but have there been some some real kind of raucous environments that you performed in where they've just been jumping around like crazy and, and, and you've been thankful that you designed it the way you did? <laughs> I've got all sorts of rock and roll stories. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I had a violin that I built that had a knife through it, right? It was a he human hand. Everyone's got to go to my website, woodviolence.com, and see the hand. And I once was running up a, a balcony doing my solo, spotlight on me all by myself, and I turn around and tumble down the stairs. The violin's still attached, but the knife accidentally cuts my arm, blood all over. It was a great rob. Gene Simmons was very jealous of me at that point. <laughs> he loved seeing that. You can't make up a story like that. That's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And we could probably do a typical full-length normal Now Hear This Entertainment episode, which is anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes, and that probably still wouldn't be enough time for similar oh, cool stories. <laughs> wow, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. You're, you're, you're doing amazing things, Mark, and, and, and I love you know the the youthful enthusiasm that you have in all this the, the performance that, that you just did you know with songs that everybody knows and and doing you know cutting edge instrumentation here that that like you say i i commend you for saying it hasn't changed in 400 years so i'm going to be the one that kind of puts a light on it in, in my own unique way. Wow, well that means a lot to me because you, you guys are awesome. Tascam is one of the great companies around and I appreciate the support. Yeah, and uh, listeners, I want to encourage you, go to nhte.net. This is one of the few times that I don't remember the episode number, but I interviewed Eden Vanning, who uh, is a violin player. She's down in uh, the greater Tampa Bay area. So just do it when you're on nhte.net. Just type in Vanning, V-A-N-I-N-G. Do a site search and you'll find my interview with her. Uh, she's performed with some amazing people herself and it's really great to meet you Mark and to sit along someone who has toured with Billy Joel, Paul McCartney, Steven Tyler, Roger Daltrey, appeared alongside Lenny Kravitz, Celine Dion, and you mentioned Kanye West. And also one of the original members of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, too. Wow. Which is really awesome. Wow. Yeah, great band. Wow. Well, Mark, this has been outstanding. Thanks, Thank Bruce. you. It's really great it. to meet you. And, and just Absolutely. Many, many congratulations on, on all your success and everything you're doing. It's just fascinating. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listeners, do be sure to check him out online, www.markwoodmusic.com and then connect with him on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget other websites as well, woodviolins.com, electrifyyourstrings.com, and then mwroc.com. Of course, nhte.net is the internet home for Now Hear This Entertainment. Be sure to subscribe 
to this podcast and tell your friends about it. We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and even TuneIn Radio. Connect with us on social media as well. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at the NAM Show in Anaheim, California, specifically at the Tascam booth. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and this is Now Hear This Entertainment.